Hello there, and welcome to the How to Market Your Horse Business podcast. I'm so glad you're joining me here today. Now, in case we're new friends, my name is Denise Alvarez, and I will quickly do an introduction, and then we will jump into the questions I have that are really going to get your creative juices flowing for those content ideas that you need, whether it's your podcast, your blog, your social media, your YouTube videos, all things content. These questions are going to help you. But first, as I said, my name is Denise Alvarez. And through my business, Storm Lily Marketing, I get to help horse business owners like you turn your website visitors into your customers and get clarity in your marketing through coaching, website design, website content, as well as Social Stride, my monthly coaching program. I do each of these things because I truly do want to help you be out doing what you love to do, whether it's in the barn or maybe it's somebody else's barn, right? Or out in the arena, whatever it is that you do in the equestrian world, I know that you got into it because you love horses and you love doing it. And I want to help you do more of that. Now, I know that marketing is not what excites everybody, and so I created this podcast to give you some step-by-step strategies and basic how-tos so that you can not only see what's possible for your horse business, but so I can help guide you through that process and make it happen. So if you are just now jumping in, you are joining me, joining me, joining us at the end of a series of podcast episodes that have been all about content marketing. So I came up with the idea of today's post because, or I'm sorry, today's episode, because back in episode number 61, I shared with you five social media topics for when you don't know what to say. And that has continued to be an episode that people go back and listen to for ideas. I know that from my stats, promise I'm not making it up. So if that's one that you've not listened to yet, then I definitely encourage you to do that. Like I said, it's episode number 61. Today is not a repeat of that though. So if that is an episode that was helpful to you, stick around because I came up with this because I know that content creation can be a challenge. And as we have been talking about blogging, podcasting, membership programs, video marketing, the different ways that you can approach content marketing for your horse business. I know that many of you have been thinking, okay, that's great. Yeah, I think I should have a blog. Yeah, I think I should have a podcast. Yeah, I should have a YouTube channel. Whatever it is that has resonated with you in these past five or six episodes, which of course I will link to in the show notes for anyone who is listening and has not had a chance to listen to those previous episodes. But perhaps you were listening to those and thinking, that's great, Denise. I do know I want to do that, but I have no idea what to say. I have no idea what to share. This episode is for you. I want to help you come up with compelling and engaging content to serve your audience well. So whether you have decided to jump into podcasting, or maybe you're going to get back into blogging on your website, or you want to start creating more videos, or you're planning to do a mix of all of these things, this episode is going to help you come up with those content ideas, right? The topics for each of your episodes or your videos or your blog posts, whatever the case may be. 
Now, as you listen to these five questions I have for you today, I want you to be jotting down what comes to mind, right? As you hear me ask a question and describe in detail what that means, you're going to have ideas that come to mind. So have a place where you can write those down, whether it's in the notes app of your phone, on a piece of paper, whatever you like to do, right? Because when you do that, at the end of this episode, you're going to have a solid list of ideas for content that's going to serve your audience well and help to grow your business. All right. So this episode is one you'll want to come back to, I promise, because you're going to continue to need content ideas and inspiration. And so this episode will be here. Make sure you save it. It will help you out. All right. Now, inside of my Social Stride monthly program, My members will tell you, I love content creation. Coming up with ideas for content is fun to me. No matter where I go, I honestly am constantly seeing how an experience or a conversation or whatever you can think of, frankly, could be turned into some sort of content for your business. That's why I enjoy creating the templates that I do for my Social Stride members. Every month, they actually get 10 templates that they can take and use in their social media, kind of like Mad Libs for social media is how I describe it. And so that way, they're not sitting there trying to figure out what to post on social media, and they can really go back to doing what they enjoy doing while using social as a tool, right? And these are all content ideas that I'm giving them every month. They're starting point. So I'm telling you this, but if it interests you, I want you to know social stride is available to you, but it's actually not open right now. So if you are not on the wait list yet, I invite you to join the first week of October. I will be opening the doors to social stride. So if social media content, as well as what we're talking about here, just content marketing in general, but if social media content is something you'd like help with and some additional coaching and education, then I definitely would invite you to sign up for my emails, sign up for the wait list and join us when the time comes in October. Okay. But I'm mentioning that because again, it's content and I think content marketing can be really fun and it can be a really great way for you to connect with people. So I want to give you ideas and inspiration today so that you can do it as well, so that you can get the benefit of it, so you can create things that are really going to connect you with the right people. So I'm doing this today in the form of questions, okay? I'm going to give you five questions that you can ask yourself that'll inspire you and, like I said, give you loads of ideas for the content you'll be creating, whether it's your podcast, your blog, your videos, anything in between, okay? You have the knowledge now from previous episodes about how to decide which of the marketing mix is the right fit for you and your audience. So now let's give you the what. What in the world are you going to post? What are you going to create? Okay. Question number one, what frequently asked questions can you answer? Think about the questions that you get asked all the time. If you host clinics, I want you to pay attention to the questions that are coming up from your participants on a regular basis. Do you have a booth at equine events and expos? What kinds of questions are you getting there? What are people asking you about your product and service, but also about the realm of what you create, um, the industry that you're involved in, the niche that you're involved in, and how your products and service relate to that? If you give lessons or you provide coaching, 
What are some of the questions that you find yourself answering from your students over and over again? And again, when you talk to potential customers or clients on the phone, what questions are there? There are lots of ways for you to find your frequently asked questions, but I wanted to give you some additional questions, right? So that you could really think about the different ways that you can identify those. Because sometimes we sit there and go, well, I don't know. People don't really ask me questions. So I wanted to give you some really specific ways that you can look back and say, oh, you know, you're right. When I host a clinic, these people continually ask me about how I do X, Y, Z. Okay. Now, if you're still saying, Denise, honestly, I'm not really sure. Then I want you to think about the questions that people should be asking you, but they aren't. What are the things they should be asking? What can you dive into in that way? All right, so on your notepad right now or in your notes app on your phone, I want you to make a list of your answers to some of these questions. And then what you're going to do is pick one, okay? I don't want you to create a podcast episode that answers 10 frequently asked questions. That is going to overwhelm your audience. Instead, pick one question and answer that question for one episode or one blog post, or you get the point, right? Don't try to cover too many things at one time. Instead, take the opportunity to go a little bit deeper with that one question, okay? And then the beautiful thing about that is when you get that question, you have a resource to refer people to. You can tell them, go to my YouTube channel and I really dive deeper into that, or go to my podcast and I really dive deeper into that, okay? All right, so question number one is what frequently asked questions can you answer? Question number two, what not so common knowledge can you share? Here's what I mean. As an expert in your field or on your particular subject matter, there are likely things that you take for granted that you know about. There are things that your audience would be better off if they knew, but they don't even know to ask, right? It may be things that you think are common knowledge because you've known it for so long. You've been doing it for so long. You've been familiar with the trade, the breed, whatever the case may be. But for people that are new to your discipline, new to horses, new to your niche, new to your sport, you could have new information that's not really common knowledge. So how do you know it falls in this category? Well, frankly, I want you to quit assuming. I don't want you to assume your audience knows what they need to know. Now, sometimes these ideas are going to come to you when you're just in conversation with people, right? You're talking with a client or a customer and you mention something and they go, wait, what did you just say? I've actually never heard that before. I've never heard it explained that way before. That, my friend, is your hint, okay? I want you to take that idea Put a note in your phone when that conversation ends so that when it's time for you to create some content, you have something to fall back to and you can share that not so common knowledge. All right. Okay. Question number three is what happens behind the scenes? It does not matter if you are a one person business or if you have a team of two or a team of 20. There are pieces and parts of your business that your audience is going to find interesting. 
Perhaps it'll be your training process or your creation process. How do you select designs for your tack? If you're a tack creator and designer and you work with leather, right? Or if you're an equine photographer, how do you pose certain things or how do you decide which photo you're going to select out of the others, right? You take a thousand, how do you decide? Or you talk about that, right? You talk about your philosophy of, I'm somebody that takes a couple thousand photos to get 20 great ones, or I'm somebody who only takes great photos. You know, talk about your philosophies. There's not a right or wrong here. Talk about, if you buy horses, talk about your decision. How do you make those decisions when you're going to a sale? Or maybe you just bought a trailer and people are saying, hey, what made you decide to buy this kind of trailer versus that kind of trailer or build this type of barn versus that type of barn? Those are all behind the scenes pieces that you probably are thinking people don't find too interesting, but they do. And not only is it interesting as they learn about your business, as they learn about your way of doing business, your processes, then you're building trust. And you all know that people buy from people and businesses, they know, like, and trust, right? So build up that trust factor by sharing some behind the scenes. All right, question number four. What have you learned or can you teach based on your surroundings or your experiences? Essentially here, I'm asking you to look intentionally for some object lessons, right? So this is In super simple terms, when you use a physical object or a visual aid as a discussion piece or to teach a lesson, and you probably do this all of the time when you are working with your clients, customers, students, right? If you're someone who's in a teaching capacity, you're probably doing this regularly, but you just don't really realize it. So what I want you to do is pay attention to that or just start looking at your surroundings or your experiences When you're out on the trail, when you're working in your shop, look for ideas and things that you can share with people and lessons that could be taught. So I have an example for you that you can take and run with, because I know this is a little bit more of a concept than something you might sit down and automatically have ideas with, okay? So for example, what have you shared about when you walk out to the barn each morning or when you jump in your truck to head to an appointment? And as you do, you're reminded of the years of work that went into creating your business. You remember the people who helped you along the way. From that, you could go into the value of being grateful and how that bleeds into your day and talk about gratefulness. Or maybe you talk about how you so appreciate that you had a team or a support network that helped you to get to where you are in your business and how you love getting to be a part of other people's support network for their horse as a body worker or as a farrier or as a lesson instructor, whatever the case may be, right? And then you could even end that with a call to action asking if they need someone to support them in their horse or support them in whatever it is they're doing, right, related to your business and let them know you have an opening for new clients. Now, I'm not saying that you're always going to end with a call to action, but of course it's always okay to do that. And this is, again, just an example for the you to take and run with, make it sound like yourself, um, but share some life lessons maybe along the way. It doesn't always have to be super tactical, practical advice. Well, you know, I love that. It doesn't always have to be, which is a good place to remind you here. I do believe it's absolutely important for you to be sharing helpful or valuable or even educational information. 
depending on what feels comfortable for you. But I also want you to be human in your content. It's okay to share about your background and how you got to where you are. It's welcome, actually. It's okay to share encouraging or inspirational reminders to people related to things that you are learning that may encourage your audience, always keeping your audience in mind, of course. It's okay to share life lessons learned. It's okay to speak from the heart. And maybe you share an image of you working and you talk about some things that you've been learning that day. You can build connections that way and it's absolutely okay, right? Just keep your audience in mind when you do that. Now, of course, as you do those things, as you share a little bit more on a personal level, is there a chance that you may have people who are going to unfollow you, unsubscribe, go the other way? Yes, frankly, that's possible. But remember, the more authentic that you are as you're sharing your content, the more the people that stick around are going to feel connected to you and be more prone to buy from you. Okay, so don't be afraid to divide those waters a little bit and be authentic as you are sharing your object lessons, as you're sharing what you're learning based on surroundings and experiences that you're walking through. Okay. All right. Content idea or question number five is what existing content can you repurpose? So for example, we talked about actually in our content marketing series, we talked about this idea of repurposing content, right? So I want you to think about that as you're trying to come up with your content ideas. Did you do a Facebook live or Instagram live? Could you chop that into segments that you can post as reels? For example, did you post on Facebook and it resonated really well with your audience? Maybe you can take and run with that and do a deeper dive into the topic in one of your blog posts or a video or your podcast, right? Provide some additional background and education around that topic. Or you could also use the email marketing platform and go that route and email your list, inviting them to join that conversation on social media. Maybe you would do a screenshot of the post that you did put it in the email and invite them to join the conversation by clicking here and they can go there and comment on that post. Or perhaps you're publishing videos to YouTube. If that's the case, you probably have a library or you're building up a library of videos. Those do not just need to sit there. Continue to revisit them and keep them alive inside of your audience and even in the algorithm by posting about them on social media. Or even email your list and say, hey, this week we're going back to the archives because I've been getting this question a lot lately and I know this video will help you. And then link to a video that you've done in the past. You could also create a playlist and you could share that as content. When you go to YouTube as the owner of the channel, you can create a playlist. And so that can become a new piece of content that you share about. Just remember, you don't always have to start from scratch. Your new friends and followers are going to get value from what you're sharing and your old friends are going to appreciate the refresher or the reminder, or let's be real. They may not remember that they've seen it before. We all consume a lot of information, right? Okay, friends, you have five solid questions that I want you to keep in mind. that are going to help you as you plan your content marketing strategy. Now I have one request. When you take these ideas and run with them, I want to hear about it. I want you to send me your blog posts, send me your podcasts. Let me know what you're doing 
to use content marketing for your business so that I can cheer you on, okay? Send me a message on social. Denise at stormlily.com is my email. On social, I'm stormlily marketing. Let's connect there, and I want to see how you are using content marketing to connect with your audience and to help grow your equine business, all right? Okay, I hope you've really enjoyed this content marketing series. We are finishing up today. Doesn't mean I'll never talk about content marketing again, of course, um, but as far as our deep dive, this is the this is the end, okay? Now, I heard someone say the other day about content marketing that it was working so well for her because she had learned to do it in a way that felt authentic to her. She wasn't trying to do what everybody else was doing, and I love that. Content marketing really can work so well, and it really will work best when you approach it from a place of authenticity and a place of service, all right? So as you go out there and take action, I want you to remember that, and especially remember that I am here cheering for you, all right? I hope you guys have an amazing day, and of course, if you've enjoyed this episode, I invite you to leave a review and share it with a friend, someone else that would be helpful to and if you want a list of these questions, just head to stormlily.com slash 89. And I always have the highlights of the episode there for you as well. Okay. All right. Have an awesome day. And I will see you here again next week.